and welcome to the Where the Wild Things Are podcast this evening, morning, whatever it might be. We're in Israel. Got a special guest for the podcast today, Fote Mikkel, who is the tour guide for the group uh, that we're here with and doing a fantastic job of teaching us about Israel and the history of Israel and just an absolute wonderful uh, person and a great Christian man. Uh, had the opportunity to sit down with him and discuss some things, and uh, I just want to share that with you today. So enjoy that here on the podcast. But again, it's Fote Mikkel, and he is the um, tour guide that has been working with us through this tour that we've been on here in Israel. And like I said, I wanted to bring him to the uh, game a little bit and let him be introduced to everyone and uh, talk about what he does and how he stays focused on the Lord through the process. So, uh, Fote Mikkel is joining me here uh, today, and I'm thankful for uh, getting the opportunity to sit down and talk with him. And Fote, um, we're, I'm here on a tour. Uh, first, we're, we're live from Israel, in case anybody is missing that opportunity and that conversation here. So we're sitting in the lobby here at the hotel. Uh, but so far, I think we just finished day four. Yes, sir. Of the tour. Yes. And uh, but you know, I just want to give you a chance to talk about what this trip is. Uh, I mean, you're in it every day, but you and you go and see the same thing. But how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep it new? And and you know, when people come, what can they expect from you? Uh, first of all, uh, this is here a life-changing tour for all the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I do believe that after doing this for 10, 11 years so far, walking the path of the Lord day by day, it will enrich my faith, first of all. Every day I walk the path of the Lord with my people, no matter where I'll be in any part of this country, I do believe that we are enriching our faith and we are enriching our life with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are touring the whole country for one reason to reveal our faith and to reveal our Bible alive and if you remember brother Phil the first day when I met you at the airport I told you I know that you know the Bible more than I do and I know that the Bible is part of your life if it's not the whole life but in this country, we can reveal the Bible in a different way. Right. Because the second we will walk this path, we have the same experience and we have the same passion that Jesus Christ he had 2,000 years ago. I believe this will enrich the way how we look at the Bible and how we are dealing with the Bible. So, uh, you know, I know you, you are a Christian, you, you profess the faith. And, and it's obvious in the tour that we've been getting how deep you do go with that. Now, this is, you know, obviously a Christian podcast, so we're going to talk about the Lord. And, and seeing that is the opportunity for us to, you know, you get to put your faith into this tour that you get to do. And to me, that must mean, you know, you, you love going to your job every day, huh? Absolutely, and you just asked me a question a minute ago. You asked me uh, how can I stay fresh and how can I just do it day by day and day after day with my people. Uh, honestly speaking, if I will do touring just for fun or as a major income for me, I will not be able to enjoy it and in fact I will not be able to keep it the same way. 
The fact that I'm doing this to be part of my life and part of my faith, this is how can I keep going every day on and on. And I do believe the fact that it's my own faith as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ talking about my faith, this is how it will charge me and recharge me every day. This is why we have thousands of tour guides in this country. Sometimes if you will just share the information and the knowledge, the one we have it, I believe that it will be a dead tour because the knowledge you can have it any place. You can sit back home in the States where you can open your phone or you can open now your laptop or computer and you can just Google it and you can have all this knowledge. But I do believe that what it will make this tour different for me and for you, I do believe it will be adding my own faith and adding my own experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, speaking of your own faith and your own experience, now there's some stats that you've given us and, and you know, in talking about this and being able to talk about this in such a way that... Um, what I would really like to highlight and really spend time on the podcast talking about is how our faith can grow, how we can find peace in the Lord and have have that everlasting just opportunity that he offers us in everyday life. So my question for you would be in a, in a country, I know you gave us some statistics, 9.3 million people in Israel. Yes, sir. And roughly 100,000 Christians. Yes, sir. That to me blows my mind given the circumstances now if we think about it throughout the world um, obviously uh, I think you know there's a lot more seriousness about th certain things here but uh, it, being one of those hundred thousand you know how hard is it to live your faith uh, first of all uh, for me it's not really hard to live my faith because I do believe that the country where now we are living in the land of Israel we are free to practice our faith. And this is really such an amazing opportunity. Because I do believe the freedom of worship, it's so important. This is how can today I share my faith with you, share my faith with all over the people that will come to Israel. And in fact, I can share my faith with my neighbor or even with the people, those that I don't know, but at least I can meet them and see them in the streets. Uh, sharing the faith is really important, to be honest, like being part of minority living in this country, it will give you sometimes a feeling that you're not unique, but you have the chance to be unique if you will adapt Jesus Christ to be your savior. And as I told you earlier, uh, being born to a family living in Jerusalem and live my life in Jerusalem, I believe that this changed my life totally. Because wherever I'll be in this country, in any site or in any city, if I look to the right or to the left, I will see someone talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes I can look to these buildings and to these remains and also to these stones. Some people they will call it a dead stones, but sometimes I can see that these remains, it will be witnessing for His glory. And it's really hard for me to survive and to live in such a place, deals with our faith as Christians, deals with the Lord Jesus Christ, and not to believe in Him. Well you bring up a good point and and for me as a Christian and something that I have noticed coming here really experiencing this opportunity um, and something that had been happening over the last couple of years in my own life really dealing with my faith really coming to grips with who I truly am as a follower of Christ and taking the Word of God reading the Word of God and putting it into practice according to what the Word truly says 
I'm going to ask a tough question maybe, but, you know, how often do you see those who come over and take a tour with the company you work with and in the process of it, it rocks their world because you're saying things that they're like, there's no way this is true. You're you're going into their, I mean, you're you're showing the places where these events in God's Word took place and for whatever reason, there's been a blockade that they have put up. I mean, how, how do you handle that? First of all, I believe that there is nothing happened by chance. Right. And for you today to be sitting next to me here in the lobby of this hotel at the heart of the city of Jerusalem, it was pre-arranged in advance. I believe that Jesus, He chose each one of you. The Lord chose each one of this group now to be part of this tour. And that's why I will say, when people that will come here, they think that they made their choice to be here. And in fact, it's not their choice. They were chosen by the Lord from the first second that they were born to be here inside this country. And this is how I will look to it. But still, even some people that will be chosen, and some people they have nothing to do with Jesus Christ. And if you just remember, a few days ago I told about a lady, she joined my tour, and I did know that she's not even a believer, and she has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. She's Jewish, right? Yes, she was. And in fact, I was so happy to see that a lady, she was walking with me the path of Jesus, didn't believe in Jesus, but the fact that she was walking here in this country, she was really affected by the Lord Himself. Uh, she came with her Christian friend, uh, her husband is Christian, she's not. And I do believe that the Lord, He chose her because He wanted her to be part of His community. And when she came here, she heard about the Lord Jesus Christ, she lived this experience. And she was able to bring this Bible alive and to bring her faith alive. She believed in Jesus Christ and she was chosen to be saved by Him. And I believe that I saw this many times in my life in different ways, not just in my tours, also in my daily life with people. When they will come to this country and they will have this experience, it will be, as I said, totally different. It will be a whole totally different experience. And as you put these things into practice and you, you get to go out and talk about it, because I, I know what I do in life as a radio DJ at a Christian station, I get to talk about the Lord all day, every day. Um, I, now, speaking to my faith as to what has happened here in Israel um, over the last few days, honestly, it has changed everything. Uh, I mean, to see certain things the way they are, well, most notably, and not to spoil anything for anyone, and if you're planning on coming to Israel and you don't want to be spoiled, you know, but walking by, for lack of a better word, the catacombs that are there on... Uh, the Mount of Olives and seeing the way that they bury their dead, the stones on top and the things that are there and then going back to the words of, of Christ. And it's fresh on my mind because that's what we did this morning. But going back to the times and the words of Christ as they start down the Palm Sunday, you know, the road that leads them eventually to Golgotha and to the place of the skull. Um, you know, as, as we kind of went through all of that today, but the statement of if if you would be silent, even the rocks will crowd. If they would be silent, even the rocks will crowd. So you you have that Hosanna, praise him, knowing that same crowd a week later is saying crucify him. But the rocks maybe aren't necessarily the way we always believe it without seeing it firsthand. You know, and it, and and little things like that. Like, does it bring you joy to be able to share those stories with people? And be able to tell them 
the historical value of what God's Word is saying and to be able to put images in their minds that will completely change uh, their faith. Absolutely, absolutely. And the fact you are working today the Holy Land and you are walking through the Holy Land, you can bring the other four gospel alive. This is why today we will call this country, we will call it the fifth gospel. Because we do believe by walking the fifth gospel, mm -hmm. we can bring the other four gospel alive. And this is now what you said. You had this experience by walking the fifth gospel, walking through the Holy Land. Now you can reveal the whole stories, the one you've been reading, the one you've been learning for 40 years. Now you can see it within a few hours that this is here, what does it mean to walk through the promised land? It will be revealing all these amazing stories within a few hours. Well, and I know we've still got more of the trip to come, more, more parts of this tour. I mean, you know, obviously we're seeing a lot uh, during what we're doing, but I, I do want to ask you a question that you may or may not have an answer to. I think one of the guys actually asked you this, and I, I promise you, if you answer this question, no one will hear the answer. I, I won't. I'll even hold off sharing this until we go through that if I need to. But what is your favorite part of the tour that you give, of being able to go through? What is, you know, of, of what we're doing? What is, what is it about this that you find so much joy that just keeps you coming back to work, keeps you doing it? And, and, and I guess that could be twofold. Uh, one is about the people that you serve, about what happens there. And two, about just the life of Christ that you get to experience over and over and over again. In fact, something will bring the joy for me every time I'll be visiting to be the Sea of Galilee. Because for me, that was the beginning of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And right. in fact, he started the whole story of redemption by just collecting these disciples, trying just to teach them and to show us what does it mean to be a follower and the true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So every time I'll be at the Sea of Galilee, sometimes I'll forget that I'm a tour guide. And mm -hmm. I feel that I'm one like the rest of these people. I'm a new person here. It's my first time seeing this place. And the second, I'll just be listening sometimes to myself. What I'm saying about the site, I feel that I have goosebumps because I feel that this is the place where the Lord he had his ministry. This is the place where he tried to take his own disciples. And this is the place where eventually we show all these prophecies. They were fulfilled by the Lord Jesus Christ till we will reach the old city of Jerusalem or at least the city of Jerusalem as we did today. And as you mentioned, we went to Calvary. And just to see how God, he arranged everything from Old Testament to be the preparation for the coming of the Messiah. And we saw the coming of the Messiah and we saw how all these prophecies from the Old Testament, they were fulfilled by the Lord. This will blow my mind every time I'll be there. And, and, and you have made that statement a couple times. And, and I guess, you know, knowing where I live and knowing the things that we see people come in and look at and tour and do these things, I, I guess it's, it would be easy to take advantage and take it for granted uh, what you do as you, uh, you know, come to work every day and you, you live here, you walk by it every day, you see things. Um, but is there some, just some sense of wonder and all that is uh, within the story that it's just too much to... You know, I'll tell you something, uh, Phil. When I finished my uh, school and I decided to do something in my life, I wanted to be a tour guide. But because I was 18 years old, I wasn't able to be a tour guide. So finally, I decided to go to the engineering school. I finished my degree and I started working as an engineer. And my job mainly was doing restoration and renovation for all these old buildings. I was dealing with buildings, mainly churches, 
few hundred years, 1500 years old buildings. Doing these restoration, it felt me or it gave me a feeling that I'm happy but also I'm sad at the same time because I knew that I was dealing with dead stones and this is not the thing that I want to do. I want to deal with the living son of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So I was struggling. I believe that if I was not a believer, I would not have this struggle because as an engineer, you are doing really good. You have such a great life. You have such a great career. So I believe that as an engineer and non-believer, you just keep doing this job. But because I was really struggling while I was doing the job, because I felt that I'm a believer and a follower of the Lord, and I need to do something to work with the living stone of the Lord, not to keep working with these dead stones. And eventually I decided to leave everything behind me, to leave my degrees, to leave my job as an engineer, and to go back to school, to take my lessons to be a tour guide so I can share my faith with the rest of the living son of the Lord Jesus Christ. So your job is really regulated by the government. Yes, sir. In many ways. So, yes, sir. I mean, and but it, it preserves the heritage um, of what is happening here. And do you find that a challenge to presenting your faith at times as well? Not really. Uh, for me, nothing will prevent me to uh, share my faith. I do believe that uh, I was born in a way and I was created in a way that never I can hide my feeling, especially if it will be for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why wherever I'll be, and yesterday we were in a Samaritan mm -hmm. place. We went to the Samaritan uh, mountain, which is Mount Gerizim, the place where we met the priest from the Samaritan. And you remember yesterday when we had a talk between me and between him yeah when he said that our bible it has seven thousand differences then you, you immediately responded yes. i don't agree with you when he said that you know we have seven thousand differences i said your bible but my bible is 100 percent right if your bible has differences that means your bible is wrong and right. our bible is right so i'm not really shy to share my to share my faith or to stand for jesus christ no matter where i'll be that's uh, you know and, and that's wonderful to, to to hear those parts of the story like you know, and, and it is interesting to see the relationships you have in these places. Uh, one sticks out in my mind as well as uh, the father who was there for 41 years. Yeah, uh, in the Jacob's Well area. The Jacob's Well area. And and the, the conversation of what is going on there with him and that his life has been threatened. But he feels it's a ministry to remain in that place and not give up protection of what he's doing there. And so... Um, you know, I mean, is that kind of the same mindset you have that the Lord has opened you to be what you are in that regard and, and making that part of your calling to do what you do? Yes, uh, this is the way how we feel as Christians living in this country. Mm -hmm. To be honest, as a Christian, I know that I have to stand for my faith. No matter what will be the circumstances surrounding me, I have to stand for the word of Jesus. This is why I'll say that no matter where I'll be, if I'll be talking to a believer or not, if I'll be in my city or a different city, or if I'll be in any part of the world, and the second I will hear the name Jesus, I have just one response, that He's my Savior, He's my Lord, and He's the King of Kings, and I have no other Savior than Him. This is why the way how you raised in this country, loving the Lord, loving the land, and connect our faith to Jesus Christ, it has no end. And I believe that yesterday, as you said, you had an example that this priest, mm -hmm. he's been serving as 41 years and he refused to give up. And also for us today, I do believe that what we are doing is not just being a tour guide. I do believe that somehow we have the same life like pastors or the ministers because we are sharing our life with others. Yeah. And this is the only thing we can add. I, maybe I cannot add to your knowledge because as you can tell, we have today a group of pastors coming from the States. 
sometimes it's really hard to add for for these people they know everything they but have sometimes we need to be broken of what we know because what we know is maybe not exactly what we thought we knew in, in fact, it's not because what you know, I do believe that the way I looked at the Bible, it was a little bit different. And this is what I told you the first day. The way how I deal with the Bible, it will be a little bit different. Because for me to understand the Bible, I have to understand the culture, the custom, and the tradition of the Lord Jesus Christ. Without understanding how these people they used to live 2,000 years ago during the New Testament, or three or 4,000 so years ago during the Old Testament, I would not get it. So right do way. you think that that causes a problem within Christians? It, you know, and, and, and we've talked about this a number of times. I've talked about this on our podcast, uh, saying American Christianity. And there's a difference. And um, do you think that that American Christianity, uh, not having the knowledge, is based in something that is really it's shifting the faith of many today to where they... They have lost sight of what maybe truly is there because they don't know the original meaning. To be honest, I've been working as tour guide for 11 years and mainly I was working with Americans. And really, it's, it really blows my eyes uh, and my mind when I was working with Americans till today because I know that they have a big knowledge. And the knowledge, the one they have in the Bible, sometimes I'm learning a lot from these people. I work with different people, their mm -hmm. knowledge, it was blowing. But usually I will say that the way how I will look to the Bible, it will be a little bit different for one reason. Because for me today, looking to the Bible, I'll put myself exactly in that place where these people used to live. So to understand that typical story or that certain story, I have to understand the whole stories behind it. So first of all, I have to understand how they used to live. What was their culture? Even if the Lord, he gave for an example, any verse or he gave them an example, I have to understand their way of thinking how they used to think, how they, how they used to live, to understand the message from that stories. And we shown a few stories for the last three, four days. We mentioned a few stories. I do believe that all of us, we are familiar with it. But the way how we explain these stories based on culture, custom, and tradition, and based on the Jewish teaching sometimes, and to know that Jesus Christ, he was a Jew, and to understand how they used to look to the Messiah, and how they were waiting the Messiah, he would come in a certain time and in a certain shape or maybe in a certain way it was really blowing the eyes to see that all these prophecies it was talking talking about the same person mm -hmm. so usually i will say it's not the knowledge it's the way how i will look to the bible and the way how i'll try to digest these stories well you know and and, and i i for one having been there when you asked those questions and and no you don't always quiz everyone i mean if there's a large group or if it's a a group that maybe is less versed in scripture but the fact that you can go deep and and have those questions ready um, and to know that the eight of us are struggling to come up with the answer sometimes with the questions that you do ask or we think we might know the answer but we're afraid to say it or you know one of us out of the eight has the answer and then what they say maybe sparks the conversation to go a different direction but um, you know I, I a week like this maybe gives you a, a fresh view on some things to be able to really uh, sharpen your skills as well. But do you think that living here, being born here, raised here, seeing this every day, uh, how? Uh, you know, as, as a believer, as someone who has faith and, and has really refocused their faith over the last year and seeing God make this culmination turn into a trip to Israel to experience some things myself. How do you live here? 
I mean, and I'm not asking you because you don't, you don't fit this category, but how do you live here and not know? I mean, it's... <laughs> this is a real struggle. This is a real struggle also sometimes for me. And this is what I've said many times, that I don't know how come people that live in the land where Jesus Christ, the Lord, he lived, until now they don't believe in him. But this is the issue. The, it's about being blind. Today we spoke about the miracles that the Lord he did in Jerusalem, like healing the blind and healing the lame. Until today itself, we have a lot of blind people. They didn't see the Lord, or in fact, they didn't right. experience the Lord. And this is the place where I will say that it's our mission today, as tour guides or even as pastors coming to this country, to open the way for these people and to open their eyes. Because I believe that these people will be waiting someone to take them to the beginning of this road or the beginning of this street. You don't know when this will happen. Maybe while you are just talking with them, maybe when you are just dealing with them, maybe if you'll just offer and help to them, this will open the way between you and between them. And it's really hard to believe that till today, all over the world, billions of people that don't believe in him, sometimes it's breaking the heart. But from the other hand, I've said that, this part of my mission today as a follower of the Lord, to share my faith, because never you know we can stop talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the fact that these people, they are still don't know the way, that means it's my own mission today to talk about the Lord and to share my faith with them. This is why I'll say the way how I will just think about my Bible, I believe that, you know, I breathe the Bible every day. I cannot now survive with no Bible. Mm -hmm. Because whatever I will do, and as a child when I was raised here, I told once a story about my grandma, that my grandma, she used to just to go to the backyard of our house where we had just a small field, right. and she used to work there, and I was so happy. Because when I heard the story about the old lady, the one she was working in the field, in the Bible, I was so happy, I said, the Bible knew my grandma, and my grandma was much in the Bible. For me, the way how my grandmother, she was working, that was for me the way how the Bible explained that, the life of that lady. Right. This is why living in this country, or living inside this country, we are living through the Bible, and we are working, walking through the Bible. So this is why I will say that maybe our experience, it will be a little bit different. That doesn't mean that our knowledge, it's more. In fact, the way how we are experience this Bible, it will be totally different because we live in the place where this story took part. And that's why I told you, walk in the fifth gospel, that means you can reveal the other four gospel lives. As you said, eight pastors today with us, I was just trying to push you more and more right. here. But the aim of these questions today and yesterday and God willing tomorrow, it was just to show you, while you are working this country, you can reveal the Bible and you can understand the other four Gospels. And this is why for the last hundreds of years, this country was called the Fifth Gospel. I do believe that this is the best, most amazing name to call it the Fifth Gospel. That's a fantastic name. Um, you know, and to see it all kind of play out and be what it is and, and just truly embrace it is is beautiful to have someone who is um you know you you've you said uh, you, you're not versed on scripture you're not ver if you're not you're you're doing a great job of living it then because you're you're walking in the way of the word and you're sharing the gospel and it's been a blessing to to get to know you this week and look forward to hopefully having you around um i know you know, we're not going to give away your travel secrets, but you know, we know that you do make trips to the states occasionally, and God willing, so we are looking also. forward to having you in our area as well. And and but you know, just being able to do all of these things, to be able to to live it, and I guess going back to the question I asked about how can you live here and not not know, um, we don't have to look much farther than the Pharisees and the Sadducees and realize they walked with him and didn't know. So you know, I mean, 
when he's That's in right. the midst, there were 12 who truly believed. And so, yeah, I saw something earlier today. It said there were 5,000 that he fed. 500 followed him from that point. 12 got really close to him, and only three were in the inner circle and went to Gethsemane, and only one was at the cross. So, you know, when you think about that, it's like the closer you get to the cross, That's right. the harder things are going to get, and um, the less are going to go with you. But, you know, so I guess when you look at the whole story of things, and, uh, you know, even today we were looking at, or, you know, we saw this, the housing uh, for the Christians uh, in the West Bank. Yes. Uh, in Bethlehem, and there's only 700 Christians there. There's, you know, the numbers were staggeringly astounding to me about how low the numbers of Christians. Absolutely. When we were talking about Gaza Strip, we said that almost like 700. Yeah. It's really hard to believe that 700 or a thousand out of a couple of million. It's really hard. And still in the West Bank or Bethlehem, when you speak about thousands of people. But I will say that Christians today, even in the West Bank, they will be the salt of this country and with no Christian there will be no taste. Because I do believe that with no Christianity and with no Christians, the whole land will not be the same. What will give the taste for this country? It will be walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because with no faith and if the Lord was not born here in Jerusalem or in Bethlehem and he lived here in Jerusalem, I do believe today you will not be here. Maybe today you will decide just to go to Greece or you will decide to go to Turkey or to Italy to enjoy your time. Mm -hmm. But the fact that the Lord who was born here, that was the only reason pushed you to travel 9,000 miles to walk the path of the Lord. And that's why you are here today. You are because of Him. So I believe that Christianity is really important to stay in this country. Absolutely. And I I do believe that keeping Christians living here, it will give totally different taste for this country. Well, Fote, I appreciate you taking the time to join me. I do want to give you one chance to talk about something that we've talked about a couple of times on this trip, and that is this. If people are thinking about coming and they've watched the news at all and they've heard about this strike and this battle and this thing, you you took us to borders. We have seen the borders of Syria and Lebanon and Jordan. The Jordan. I mean, we were, the Jordan River, we were baptized in the Jordan River right there. 10 feet from the Jordan border and not one time did we feel threatened yeah I want to get you know you you were like you know don't watch the news let me tell you what it's like because I've been there uh, I do believe that today as eight people they were with me I have today eight ambassadors for this country because Amen. To, today today <laughs> you are going to preach the good word about this country and you felt it yourself when we were at the border of Syria, we saw Syria, we saw Lebanon, we saw Jordan. It was really safe. And that's what I want to say. Uh, safety is really important for all of us. Because today, if it's unsafe, you will not be here. And also, will not be here. But safety and water, that's the two important Safety and water from the time us. of Old Testament until <laughs> today, nothing changed. But the fact that today, both of us were sitting in this hotel, drinking a cup of coffee, and we are talking now to our brothers and sisters, I do believe that this is an enough evidence that this country is really safe. Absolutely. And today, after you witness it yourself, you can say that. I was at the border and I was enjoying a cup of coffee, looking to the border, and 100% I felt safe. Now, I was not going to cross the border. I would not let you. That was a problem. (laughs) Um, You know, the the fence between Israel and Lebanon, there were signs that said dangerous mines. But, uh, you know, we weren't planning to cross. <laughs> Absolutely. But this is why I will tell for those they are thinking to come or they don't want to come, consider it one more time. Well, if you, if you need to contact me, 
I have pictures. I will send you the pictures that I've taken at those borders and show you what's there. I think this is now the enough evidence, as we'll call it, Amen. to prove for you that this country is safe. And hopefully next time when I'll be talking with Phil, you'll be just sitting next to us here at this hotel and you'll take a cup of coffee with me. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll sit down and have a cup of coffee with everyone together. And, and I do hope to make a trip back and, and I'll be letting everybody know about that um, in the near future. I've been talking with uh, the guy that with chad who's been the one that said everything up hopefully we'll hear from chad next week on the podcast so um i'll be talking with him while we're here i mean might as well get some interviews in but uh, maybe even hear with from some of the other guys that are out but uh fote i appreciate the time appreciate your energy thank you so uh, much try to figure out how to do the dates and the milk thing uh that you told us about but we won't give away all your secrets um but it, you know if you need to know the secret of life fote knows it he knows the secret to energy. Uh, the secret to energy, in fact, it came from the Bible. This is why we would call it the <laughs> land of milk and honey. And when the Bible called the country here the land of milk and honey, that means eating dates and drinking the honey, it will give me enough energy. And this is what I learned from being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just take the words for granted. Yeah. Even the names, it will show you that it will be enough for you to be a follower of the Lord himself. So the secret is just follow Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Fote, we appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you, you for so taking much. the time to join me. And Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Where the Wild Things Aren't podcast. You can get it on all major platforms that are out there so we thank you for joining us wherever you're listening if you want to go listen to another one on another podcast uh, feel free we would love the plays share it with your friends you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash where the wild things aren't podcast no apostrophe in there no spaces but you can find us on facebook or just search for the where the wild things aren't podcast on facebook send us a message let us know how we can be praying for you also if you just need someone to talk to about the lord we'd love to do that as well we try to get a new episode up every week on friday so until next week enjoy your week in the lord and thanks for listening to the where the wild things aren't podcast <laughs>